Make It Right, the manufacturing podcast. The image of the entrepreneur or the leader is someone who stands apart from the crowd. They're just a little bit alone, a little bit outside the fray. They're expected to have answers, to know where they're going, and to bring everyone along in a wave of enthusiasm and focus. But leadership and entrepreneurship isn't for the faint of heart, and my guest this week knows it. Welcome to the Make It Right Podcast. I'm Janet Eastman, and today I'm pleased to have John Jantz on the show. He's an entrepreneur and a business owner for more than three decades, and he is also a best-selling author whose latest offering is a collection of 366 readings and quotes from great classic authors such as Thoreau, Emerson, and Whitman. These daily meditations are designed to inspire and challenge the reader, the leader, and the entrepreneur. The book is called The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur, and I'm pleased to have John Jantz as my guest. Welcome to the show, John. Well, thanks for having me. And I, you know, as I listen to you describe the the entrepreneur, the business leader, you know, I think there's a lot of myths and misperceptions about the fact that we're all just really a hot mess most days. <laughs> Well, sometimes we are, and sometimes we aren't, right? <laughs> so I'm curious, John, you've written a number of books. All of the, the previous ones have been directed at marketing. Yeah. Um, what prompted you to write The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur? No, you're right. I, this is actually my sixth book, and my first five books were squarely about some how-to uh, of marketing. You know, I just as I've stayed in this longer and longer, and and as you know, more and more information gets out there, I, I just think I think we have all the how-to information that we need. I mean, you could Google a YouTube video, you know, to pretty much learn how to do anything. But where I think we still lack sometimes is the why to or the mindset um, about you know running a business because I think a lot of people underestimate uh, how important that aspect of it is. So I wanted to write a book that is really, in fact, I, I sometimes refer to it as a practice. You know, it's it's kind of a daily work on yourself. You know, before you go out there and and kind of face the world uh, approach. Yeah, so you have an interesting format to this book. So first of all, before we talk about the actual format, tell me why you decided to write it this way. It's a daily thing. It's I'm assuming that you want the listener or the reader rather to uh, pick it up first thing in the morning, read that and kick their day off that way. But explain why you chose this format. Yeah, honestly, and I think a lot of books uh, or a lot of authors would, would, would say this, I hope anyways, I wrote kind of the book I wanted to have. <laughs> you know, this is, uh, you know, a morning routine of of kind of getting myself centered and, and ready for the day is something I've done for you know, probably 20 years. Um, Julia Cameron's uh, book called The Artist's Way, which look it up if you're not familiar with it, uh, kind of got me journaling 20, 25 years ago when that book came out. And, and I've always had my own practice of doing some sort of reading that I felt kind of got me inspired for the day. And so I kind of wrote the book that I wanted to fit into my morning routine. Okay. So I, I think you're going to describe or, or actually read a page for us. So read a page for us and then let's break it down. Sure. So every day starts with um, a title of the page um, or the, the offering that day. And then um, I also kind of built the foundation around, as you mentioned, uh, some mid-19th century literature, which I think is still today the greatest entrepreneur literature ever written. Uh, then there's uh, some cases 100 to 200 words by me. I think today is actually a shorter one. And then I end it with a challenge question, something to take out there. Maybe you don't have the answer right then, but something to kind of take with you for the day. So 
This is January 21st when we are recording this, so I'll read January 21st. The wonder of things. And I will show you that there is no imperfection in the present and can be none in the future. And I will show you that whatever happens to anybody, it may be turned to beautiful results. And I will show you that nothing can happen more beautiful than death. And I will thread a thread through my poems that time and events are compact and that all things of the universe are perfect miracles, each as profound as any. That's uh, from Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass that uh, originally was written in 1855. I guess he continued to uh, add to it until he died. But I then go on to say, in his popular book, Stumbling to Happiness, author Daniel Gilbert states, wonderful things are especially wonderful the first time they happen, but their wonderfulness wanes with repetition. When we begin or plan our entrepreneurial journey, we are full of wonder. So, how are you feeling about it today? Miracles, wonderful things, beautiful results happen around us every day if we let them. Your challenge question for today, what miracle will you witness today? So that is a page for today. And if I'm the reader and I've read that, do you want me to answer that challenge instantly at the end of and like after I've read that, or is it something that you go through your day and then you fill in that challenge with that thought in your head? Like, I've got to figure out what is the most important challenge to, to take on today. You know, I, I guess I just hope that this book inspires you to go to work on yourself. I don't care how you do it. I've had people tell me, I read one day and then I read ahead a few days. Uh, I have people tell me, I just pick the book up and flip open to a day um, and just read that. So there's so many ways to consume this. And then I think the other thing that you'll find is if, if you stick with it and you read day after day, there will be certain days that you go, wow, John was talking about me. How did he know? <laughs> you know, it's just going to hit you. Um, and, and it's going to be the thing that you've been struggling with or you didn't know you were struggling with until, you know, maybe you ran across that question that you couldn't answer. So the, 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 that's kind of the ironic thing about writing a book about telling how telling people to be self-reliant. The, the self part's kind of on you. <laughs> um, and, but I do know, <clears throat> because I've gotten a lot of feedback from people that, Sometimes people will journal about the question and, and they'll really work on it for 20, 30 minutes. And then other people will say, hmm, that's interesting. And then they'll, something will happen during the day that kind of goes, oh, that's what we were talking about. Or, you know, that's how I respond in a way that maybe is not as healthy, you know, as, a, as it should be. So, you know, there's no prescription here. It's really just meant to be a, a practice and a journey. And, you know, we'll see where it takes you. I guess I, I was going to ask you, you know, how do you want people to use this book? But I guess ultimately what you're doing every day is kind of planting a seed. Yeah. And it's all up to the reader to figure out if that seed germinates for that day or it doesn't, right? Yeah, yeah, because there is no, I mean, you don't take this book on vacation and come back and go, I got it now. You know, it is, <laughs> it's really a process or a practice. And, uh, you know, I think the first step, if, if you come across something where you think, you know, I need to change that, or I need to do that differently, or I need to trust myself more, you know, to make decisions that are right for me, or, you know, kind of whatever spark gets, uh, gets lit. I think you have to start witnessing how it's showing up, you know, day to day before you can make any kind of change or what it's costing you uh, to, to not make that change. I, I think that's always the first step. And so that, that's why I 
call this or talk about this as a practice uh, because I think it's something that uh, you you know you come back month after month of, of just you know two minutes a day um, and I think that you're just going to find it, it's like a lot of healthy practices you're just going to find that it, it's having positive impact. I think it's really interesting too that you've pulled from authors going you know as far back as 150 years possibly even more there was a lot of wisdom back there that it's kind of surprising when you look at our lives now and everything that we have and the technology and whatnot, they were talking about some of them anyway, going and finding a place of solitude. Yeah. <laughs> like must've been pretty easy to find solitude back then because <laughs> it certainly isn't easy now. So you can go somewhere and actually think. Yeah. I, you know, in, in some ways, I mean, we can, we can debate whether or not it was easier then or not, because in some ways, you know, you, you, they were killing food and making their clothes and making their houses and things. Yeah, I mean, we true. don't have that's to deal true. with any of that stuff anymore, you know? So I think that, that, you know, we can debate what was, what was hard or easy, but I just think, I think the technology is just a distraction. I think the human condition is what it's always been. Uh, the, the, the reason I think so much great writing came out of that period though, is if, if you think about what was going on in 1850 or so, we were on the cusp of the Civil War, women were marching in the streets to get a right to vote, we were trying to abolish the you know horrendous practice of human slavery. It was kind of the first counter-cultural period in America where all of a sudden you had writers, uh, preachers, you know, like Emerson saying, you know what, maybe we shouldn't listen to our parents or the preachers or the teachers or you know our elders maybe we need to actually think for ourselves and maybe even if it costs us we need to pursue you know what is our unique uh, path and so you had people like Emerson and Thoreau and Margaret Fuller you know overtly writing you know those types of things but I also cite a lot of the fiction from that era because books like uh, Scarlet Letter and uh, Moby Dick and you know even Tom Sawyer had protagonists that were were very much self-reliant uh, they you know the, the, they again made the decision to follow their heart even if it sort of cost them you know publicly or you know in their their status and I think that um, it's again it's it's a great message for entrepreneurs and I think it just came from a time period where there was a lot of upheaval You've actually been in business for 30 years. You've been an entrepreneur for a really long time. When you look back over those 30 years, has the challenge of being an entrepreneur changed that much? No, I, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's gotten easier. I mean, if you, you, um, I think a couple of things sort of converge. Um, you know, you experience a level of, success you get happy with where you are with what you have uh today and i think those things kind of merge into you know a, a much more peaceful journey sometimes when you uh, are starting up you're still struggling with is this the right thing uh, is have i found my purpose you know what is this failure here to teach me i mean all those kind of seasons of the entrepreneur that I, that I kind of structure the book around. Um, and I think, you know, I, if, if I'm going to kind of point to myself, I think I'm like a lot of entrepreneurs or people that stick with it for a long time. I'm in that season where I'm thinking about what difference have I made? What impact have I had? Um, and, and I think that, you know, again, I, I, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. I get up every single day as cliche as it sounds, and I'm excited about what I get to do. Um, and I think that that will carry you a heck of a long way. 
Yeah. What are the key challenges that you see entrepreneurs struggling with now? Because I'm sure you're meeting a lot of them and talking to them. What are the key challenges that are out there right now in the 21st century? Well, I think one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs, I don't know that this is, you know, in the, you know, the times that we live in the biggest challenge, but for a lot of entrepreneurs, the, the distraction of comparison. So you see, you know, other people doing something, you see all the stuff on social media that makes you feel like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not as successful as all of those people, or, you know, why did they get the, the big interview or the, you know, the big, uh, um, you know, successful launch or whatever it is they're comparing themselves to. And I think that that's, you know, that worrying about kind of, you know, the future and, and the past as opposed to living in uh, the moment is, is really robbing a lot of us of the, the joy and happiness that, uh, that being an entrepreneur can bring. There's a lot of talk right now in leadership and entrepreneurship. Um, guys like Gary Vee are talking about it. You're talking about it. It's about the entrepreneur needs to look inside and then from there bring out that passion. You've done that. So, so tell me what it feels like to actually get there. <laughs> well, Janet, you're never there. <laughs> let's, let's, oh, let's no, destination. About that. <laughs> okay. But, you know, I, I think that, um, I, I at least have come to the conclusion that that you know entrepreneurship is really one of the greatest self-development programs ever created, and I think if you look at it that way, that that your life is a work in progress, and that your only real job is to continue to experience things and continue to bring value and continue mainly to do what you believe is you know what you were meant to do. Every single one of us is unique. I mean, science, you know down to the DNA, you know, proves that we are all unique, just like every tree and, and plant is unique. And given that, you know, I think that our only job is to figure out what our unique purpose is. So how did you find yours? Because you, I mean, you've written books on marketing, you've, you've yep. been, done a lot in marketing, and suddenly you, you've made this turn towards the Self-Reliant Entrepreneur book. Yeah. Um, has your purpose changed? No, not at all. And, and I would I would suggest that even though on the surface this book seems very different, I, I have worked with you know true small business owners for thirty years, and you know, let me tell you, we can call it marketing, but when you're working with the smallest you know of businesses, you know who the owner is being, um, you know what they believe in, you know how their values come across. That's all marketing. Um, and I so I feel like I've I've kind of been waiting in this. Uh, in this particular area, you know, even though we didn't call it marketing, uh, really for my entire career. So I, I wouldn't say my purpose has changed at all. Um, you know, I, and, and you, you kind of started out by saying, well, how did you find yours? I, I think what happens is you go out and you experience a lot of things. You stick with things. You are reliable and consistent and, you know, in, in bringing, you know, value or whatever it is that you bring to the world. And I think purpose finds you then. So I want to I want to take a step back and talk a little bit more about these authors that are in the the sure. self reliant entrepreneur because I'm thinking you know you had to find 366 passages from different books yeah. that were going to fit into this book. It must have been a great time seeking them out. Was it difficult? 
It was extremely difficult. I, I feel like uh, I'm sure some professors would uh, beg to differ, but I feel like I got sort of a master's in transcendentalist literature, um, you know, because I studied it for for six months probably before I wrote anything. And the the big breakthrough, if you will, you know, I started just reading everything and taking notes, and then I, I realized sort of the size of the project I had taken on. And so kind of a big breakthrough was I had written an article about, I don't know, probably four years ago, I called the seasons of the entrepreneur. And I talk about kind of the, the, you know, it doesn't happen necessarily in a year, but just the various seasons that I've passed through numerous times in, you know, being in business forever. And I think that what that did was that that kind of gave me, you know, obviously with the annual, you know, format calendar format of the book you know the season metaphor was kind of there for the taking so it allowed me to say okay you know i'm here here are the seasons um and here are themes that i think fit into each month of that season and so with with kind of 12 monthly themes and they're just one word themes uh you know failure and um congruence and love and and so i i kind of came up with 12 those 12 words and what that actually gave me was not only a narrative arc for the whole book but it actually gave me an organizational structure for finding this content so i knew um the time period and and many of the authors i wanted to cite and now with that framework i was able to say okay what did emerson have to say about congruence um, and so it made it much easier for me to find passages and works and, and even to get into their journals and letters and really deep uh, into their writings to, to kind of mold the, uh, the themes and the, uh, and the readings together. I'm curious to know what impact the whole project had on your life. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of authors will will say that that, you know, a book changes you in many ways. And this book certainly... I have been on this path for a long time. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people look at this and say, wow, why'd you write this different book? But I mean, meditation and journaling and, you know, reading inspirational works is something that's been a part of, of my morning, you know, routine and ritual uh, for many, many years. And so um, what this really did was it, it, it took a lot of the work, the self-development work that I've done and, and really crystallized it and, and, you know, got me because it was such an intense amount of time and focus, uh, both researching and then writing uh, each of these uh, entries. It really, it really brought greater focus to a lot of the things that I believe and a lot of the things that I, I have worked on uh, for many, many years. Um, so in, in a lot of ways, it was a real gift to be able to write this book, but it was also probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Uh, it turns out, Janet, it's harder to write short entries yeah. than it is to write for 10 pages. <laughs> I'm kind of curious to, th- to, to know if an English teacher anywhere has said to you, you know, I want to use this book yeah. with my high school students or my university students and have them carry this book with them through the year yeah. um, to see what it does for them. Has anybody approached you in that way? You know, that's a fabulous idea. Um, nobody has yet, but uh, I, I, you know, I have, I have heard from people that in small groups are, you know, discussing it, um, I've heard from a couple um, husband and wife teams who, you know, work in a business uh, together who have said that, you know, all we ever talk about is, you know, the books and you know, who are we going to hire? And said so this kind of gave them something 
deeper and more meaningful to talk about in, in terms of their you know entrepreneurial journey. So I think that I think there's a lot of opportunity there. I'm just not known in some of those circles. So it's going to be it may take time to get out into some of those circles. I have actually sent the book to some some transcendentalist scholars and things. And, you know, I haven't really gotten anybody you know, this is this this is far too commercial. I think maybe for that or something. I'm not sure, but uh, um, you know, I, I I would love to explore that idea. I think that I think that would be a you know, uh, some some professor that has a class around that, marrying it kind of with you know, here's modern practical thinking around that stuff as opposed to just you should study this because it's it's good literature. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think some of this is some of the passages and some of the questions that you ask in it they don't necessarily have to deal just with being an entrepreneur and being right. in business. Like they can be used in any way you want during your day. So I just wondered, I thought it was a kind of an interesting thing that maybe somebody would like to do sometime. So, well, good luck. if it well, well, I was going to say, t- tell the world, because I think it's a great idea. Yeah. So uh, John, tell me, you know, it's the 21st century. What do you believe is the ultimate role of a leader? <laughs> um. I probably think small picture more than big picture. I think I think the ultimate role of a leader, at least in in my you know view, because I don't lead armies of people necessarily, but is to lift other people up, is to help other people realize you know their potential, whatever that word means uh, for them, um, and you know that. It's probably the hardest work you'll ever do. It's a whole lot easier to stand around and and tell people what to do. But uh, as a leader, realizing that your job is to raise everybody else up um, takes a tremendous amount of intention. John, I really like the book. I think it's it sort of plants a little seed, like I mentioned, in your head every day, makes you really think about certain things. And uh, I wish you good success with it. Congratulations. Thanks, so Thanks Janet. It's been fun having a lot of these conversations about stuff other than SEO and websites, which, you know, of course I love too, but uh, this, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I bet it has. Thanks so much for sharing your thoughts uh, on the Make It Right podcast. I hope I get a chance to speak with you again. Thanks, Jan. That is John Jance. He's a business owner and a best-selling author. His latest book is The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur. It's in stores now, but if you're also interested in marketing, he has a website called ducttapemarketing.com too. That is our show for this week. I'm Janet Eastman. Thanks very much for listening. Check out our Twitter and LinkedIn feeds that are on our podcast page, lucidi4.com, and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. And the Make It Right podcast is brought to you by Kevin Snook, leadership advisor and author of the best-selling book, Make It Right, Five Steps to Align Your Manufacturing Business from the Front Line to the Bottom Line. I'm Janet Eastman. Thanks for listening to the Make It Right podcast.